Paul Mills, Head of Organisation Performance, Human Resources, Jaguar Land Rover. Thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Leadership Seminar Series today here at the Cambridge Judge Business School. The title of your talk was Entrepreneurship, What Works at Jaguar Land Rover? Now, you've had a 20-year career in human resources and organisational development. That takeover by Tata of of Jaguar Land Rover, that was a defining moment for you. Yes, it was a very significant period. All of my career I'd been working with Western Ford and European organisations and nobody really had very much awareness of Tata or Tata Motors in Jaguar Land Rover. And to be acquired by an Indian company felt very different at Jaguar Land Rover for all of our employees. And you know, if we then sort of take you forward to that feel of, of difference, Ford and Tata ownership, how were they different? The difference can be best illustrated when you compare the two acquisition processes between Tata and Ford. So back in 2000, when Ford purchased Land Rover, I remember the employee town hall events, as we call them, where groups, large numbers of employees would gather in a room for presentations from the new owner. And the Ford style was very much, it's great to own you, Land Rover, we're going to be implementing these changes, we're going to implement these grading systems, these performance management processes and so on, to integrate you into the Ford Motor Company. The Tata approach was very different. Two Tata, very senior executives, came along, this was 2008, and made presentations in the same sort of environment, but with a very, very different style. They basically explained to the workforce how proud they were to own Jaguar and Land Rover, and how they looked forward to working with the management team in the future. And then they basically opened the floor to questions, which was a very, very different approach. And that approach, now, when you're talking about it, you you see the old ownership as, if you like, as being command and control, and the new Tata ownership as being more independence for you, even though you're run from India. Yes, all of the big decisions that affect Jaguar Land Rover are really driven now by the Jaguar Land Rover management team. So everybody in the organisation is having to rise to that challenge right the way from the top of our organisation down through our structure. We're all having to become increasingly aware of the business, becoming more entrepreneurial, becoming more creative and innovative, and really making the big decisions for our own business. And and innovation and entrepreneurship, they're terms that might be accused of being overused. You've got 19,000 employees, an incredible 2.3% of the manufacturing sector in the UK... Why do you need to be entrepreneurial now? Well, Jaguar Land Rover is still a very small automotive company in the scheme of things, and we compete against giant companies. So if the battle is to be fought simply on economies of scale, then we are on a losing wicket. So Jaguar Land Rover's competitive advantage has got to come from more nimbleness, more flexibility, more agility, more speed. And we believe that that is really born out of a more entrepreneurial mindset. And has that come because of the Tata Indian ownership? You then talked about you know, innovation in India being incredible, the cost of a cataract mm-hmm. operation in India com- yeah, compared yeah, to the, yeah. the USA, those mm-hmm. artificial limbs, mm-hmm. solar energy. Mm-hmm. There's a long list of Indian yes. innovations. Yes, yes it has. Although the need for, you know, as I say, the speed and the agility and so forth is the key driver. 
And, and that's speed to change, agility to change because of world events, crashes in financial markets, tsunamis, the risks. Yes, all of that, together with meeting you know, very, very significant changes in consumer demand, higher fuel prices, more environmentally friendly products and so on. Big challenges to companies like Jaguar and Land Rover. And then if we just switch a little to China to illustrate that open approach to to innovation, Mm -hmm. uh, as you called it, you asked the people at the Cambridge Business School Leadership Seminar tonight where they thought people sat in cars in in the right-hand side or the left-hand side. I would have said left. (laughs) (laughs) This little story was an illustration as to outside innovation where you need to reach out and understand the world as you innovate in your own organisation. And the point I was making to the audience was that Jaguar Land Rover have spent their entire histories manufacturing and designing great products, but to be enjoyed by the owner, who traditionally has sat in the front driver's seat. Now, as we've expanded around the world, and particularly in China, what we find is the owner of the vehicle in China tends to sit more in the back seat than the front seat. And so, of course, with that correct mindset... Our engineers are now engineering rear seat entertainment systems, adjustable seats in the back and so on, for the owner in China. And and so that really did require a a 360-degree change in in your thinking. And you said, this is very revealing for the MBAs at the Cambridge Judge Business School, that, that actually you need people who have knowledge of those cultures. Yes, I mean, the the global mindset is extremely important for Jaguar Land Rover. We're a UK company. All of our R&D and manufacturing is currently in the UK. And getting a global mindset is not, not an easy thing to do. So people that we're bringing in, as well as internal training and development programs, we're trying very hard to make people realise that you know we sell our products all over the world. We need that global insight. So you want to hear from our MBAs? <laughs> yes, and JLR will be presenting again here on Wednesday. And, uh, of course, we'd love to hear from your MBAs here. All right, well, just finally, one of the riveting stories you told about your own personal career, that 20 years Mm -hmm. in HR and organisational development, was the profits that had just been revealed Mm -hmm. by Jaguar Land Rover, one billion. And that, of course, means that you're in a growth sector that wants to employ people rather than all those years of perhaps compulsory or voluntary redundancy and, you know, being able to serve people with their notice within an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're in a very different place right now at Jaguar Land Rover from where the automotive industry has certainly been with me in my career in the UK. The automotive industry in the UK has got smaller. And, uh, we've all got histories and track records of plant closures and losing people and laying people off and so forth. Right now, we're in a tremendous growth phase and it's extremely exciting, but of course it brings all of its own challenges and we're having to learn about growth And you're in a very regulated sector. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, and and, and just finally, in in terms of blue sky thinking, people can join Jaguar Land Rover if they have the the right skills and the right vacancy arises, but HR, is that a good career? Well, I think HR is a great, great career. I've travelled around the world. I've had a number of overseas assignments. I've lived in the US and I've lived in Sweden I've worked in a number of different automotive companies, fantastic spirit, fantastic products. It's great to be associated with manufacturing and actually making products as fabulous as as cars. It's very exciting. 
Paul Mills, Head of Organisation Performance, Human Resources, Jaguar, Land Rover. I hope you succeed in snapping up some of our Cambridge Judge Business School MBAs here today and the rest of the week. Thank you very much indeed for talking to our Cambridge Leadership Seminar. Thank you. It's a pleasure.